Hello and welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast, the show that will help you transform your relationship by first transforming you. My name is Hannah and I'm a relationship anxiety coach and breathwork facilitator, but I've also come out of the other side of relationship anxiety myself. Now that I'm looking through a lens of clarity, I am here to help you experience deep love and connection, not only with your partner, but in every area of your beautiful life. Welcome back. Hi guys. So today I'm sitting here all cozy on this rainy evening and I'm going to get vulnerable with you. Today I shared my most vulnerable Instagram post that I've ever shared and it only feels right to share the most vulnerable podcast that I have shared yet. And the reason why this feels so vulnerable to me is because usually I share with you my past and when I used to deal with relationship anxiety and how it would come up for me and the things that I've gone through. But this may come as a surprise to you that I had a more recent incident with relationship anxiety in the past couple of weeks that I'm now fully moved on from and I'm ready to share it and I'm ready to go into the details of it. And the reason why I think this is so important to share is because, first of all, honestly, this might sound messed up, but I was treating it in the moment, even though it was so painful and hard, I was kind of treating it like market research on myself. Like, I was taking notes on how I was feeling in the moment because it felt like I hadn't experienced relationship anxiety in such a long time that I almost started to forget all of the tiny details of what it was like. And of course I remember the big things and I'm reminded through my clients, but it was like getting to experience it again from a new angle. Now that I have all of this knowledge about why it's coming up and what to do and how to handle it. So it was like a little experiment <laughs> that I did on myself. The whole time I was like, oh, this is really hard, but you know, this is interesting. I forgot about this part of relationship anxiety. Let me write this down. Let me figure out how I can heal this on a deeper level so that I can bring it to my clients. So that is what I'm going to share with you today. What it was like having a relapse, if you will, into relationship anxiety. Why I had relationship anxiety come back for about a week and how I was able to move through it so quickly. So this is the vulnerable part. I had a very, very difficult week last week. Actually, was it last week? The week before last week because my grandma, who I love so much, she got into a car accident and she actually drove off a cliff. She was She's fine now. I actually just saw her today for the first time since the accident, but essentially I was at the mall with my mom and my brother and we received the call that she had driven off of this cliff and she had been there for three days and it was a miracle that they found her. There was a hiker that happened to see her and 
They told us they were trying to rescue her, but they didn't know her state. They didn't know if she was okay yet. And that felt very, very traumatic for me. It brought up feelings of feeling so out of control, so scared. Like that's one of my biggest fears is losing somebody that I love. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that. So that automatically just put my body into this fight or flight state and I was panicking. And so we go home and basically what happened, the SparkNotes version of what happened was I felt so out of control from that situation and I felt so scared and my body was so activated, my nervous system was so dysregulated that to feel a sense of control, I went back momentarily to my old ways. I'm trying to feel control through my relationship because I wasn't going to feel a sense of control with my grandma's situation. There was nothing I could do. And so essentially, instead of being upset about what was going on, the actual problem, I started to find reasons to be upset with my partner. And looking at it, it makes so much sense why this happened because you know I can get through everyday life situations totally fine I've developed a tolerance for being with uncertainty and accepting that my life is uncertain and I don't know what's going to happen and being okay with that and being okay with seeing other people who I would normally compare myself to if I had relationship anxiety and being happy for them. And I have such a strong foundation from healing my relationship anxiety, but it wasn't quite strong enough once I got into this very scary, very intense situation. It was like a whole other level of fear and anxiety that... I hadn't quite conquered yet. So I like to see it as I wasn't going backwards. I was just going deeper. I had yet to experience something so big and overcome something so big. And so that's why I went back to my old patterns and my old conditioning. A good metaphor for this would be, let's say that you are building a house and You make sure that the foundation is super, super strong and you make sure that the bricks are all in place. I don't know. You you make sure you build a really strong, really amazing house. And this house can withstand all of the elements. It can withstand thunderstorms. It can withstand all of the natural weather patterns, rain, snow, everything like that. But then, if there was a tsunami (laughs) that went over this house, of course, the top of the house especially might topple over because you had never experienced weather so intense as a tsunami. So you hadn't built your house for something that crazy and that dramatic. It's just like relationship anxiety. I had that foundation that was so strong. My belief system was so strong. I had healed so much of my trauma that was contributing to my relationship anxiety. 
everything was really, really good. And I was able to withstand all of the normal challenges that come with being in a relationship that used to send me into a relationship anxiety spiral. And then a tsunami hit, this big family thing that I am not used to. And my house was not used to withstanding this sort of thing. And so yes, it momentarily toppled over. But because I have so much skill in rebuilding houses or healing my relationship anxiety, I was able to move through that relationship anxiety in less than a week. I was able to rebuild my house so quickly and now it's even stronger so that when more challenges in life come up, similar to this one, I will be stronger and the relationship anxiety is less likely to come back. I hope this is making sense. I love metaphors. Something about them helps my brain understand things so much better. So I'm going to keep on doing metaphors in this podcast. I hope you guys like them too. So anyways, there I was in the middle of this crazy thing happening in my family. My mom went to go be with my grandma. I was by myself looking after the wiener dogs. And I wasn't freaking out about how my grandma was. By the way, if anyone's curious, she broke her back and she had a surgery and she's fine now. But... I wasn't worrying about her and it wasn't because I didn't deeply care about it. It was because that felt so scary and so uncertain that instead of having to feel those emotions and that fear and that grief, I was focusing on Alex (laughs) and I was focusing on why is he not right for me? What is he doing wrong? And we ended up having a big argument, which when I think back, to all of the times in my relationship anxiety journey where I was super dysregulated and going through a really hard time. Almost every time I had an argument with Alex that was really scary and really big and really dramatic. And now I totally get why. It's like my nervous system was dysregulated and so the way that I find control is through going to the relationship and trying to micromanage a relationship and you'll see this with other people in your life who don't have relationship anxiety finding control in different ways so you might start worrying about your relationship whenever you have something stressful going on in your life but other people might start worrying about how they look or worrying about controlling their eating or getting stressed out about money like it's this concept I talked about in a TikTok before where it's almost like your anxiety's drink of choice where whenever it's stressed out it's like okay going back to the familiar the thing that I like to control the thing that I like to worry about most and ours just happens to be relationships which is so powerful to know because now next time you're in a stressful circumstance and your relationship anxiety starts to get worse, you'll remember this and be like, oh, maybe it's not actually because of my partner or my relationship. Maybe it's actually just because I'm super dysregulated. For example, I remember my relationship anxiety getting way worse when I was moving houses or when I had to start a new job. And it's so annoying in the moment because you're like, this is the worst time for me to be having relationship anxiety. But 
It's actually just a coping mechanism. It's just a part of you trying to keep you safe by ignoring the real issue and kind of like staying with a familiar enemy. So I actually wrote down what I was noticing. <laughs> I'm such a weirdo. Um, but when I was in that, that phase of having this relationship anxiety, in my notes app, I wrote down what it was like so that I could talk to you guys about it. And so that I could remember and create content around it because, like I said, I forgot all of these little nuances of what it was actually like to be in that moment. So part of me is like maybe I was meant to experience this to go deeper and to help you guys a little bit more and to be able to understand you even that much more to be able to help you out of your relationship anxiety. But here's what I wrote down. It says, I can't remember anything nice about him. I feel like I need to talk to him, but also nothing that he could say would make me feel better. I'm thinking about this relationship anxiety, worry on a loop, and it just keeps becoming bigger in my head the more I think about it. I can't trust myself to discern whether it's a real problem or if I'm overreacting slash underreacting. I can't handle disappointment and I'm making it mean that I need to make a decision of whether I stay with him or not. There is so much energy in my body and I know that I need to let myself feel and move around, exercise, feeling an extreme need to compare my relationship to other people's feeling like I need to ignore him to get him to care about me more or to get more attention, feeling unloved, unable to concentrate on anything, not even thinking about the real problem, which is my grandma, and making this the entire problem. Everything nice that other people say or do, I think to myself, I don't know if my partner would ever do this, and that is it. Sharing that part to show you guys how... First of all, how much I relate to you and hopefully that can make you feel seen and normalize those feelings that you are experiencing right now. But also to show you, I'm not feeling that way anymore. That was two weeks ago. I feel none of those things. Like I I don't relate to those at all right now. I'm feeling great about my partner, feeling very happy with him, very much in love. And it's amazing because I'm still in long distance. I haven't seen him since this thing happened and before in the past, before I had done all of this work to heal my relationship anxiety, if something like this would have happened, I would have needed to see him to feel better and it would have been hard to reconnect with him at the beginning of our visit and then near the end I'd start to feel better and it would take that in-person touch point to regain my trust and to open my heart again. But I have done so much work that I was able to get through this and open my heart again and to completely have the opposite experience in such a short period of time and it just feels amazing. So that is what you guys have to look forward to. Second of all, it reminded me how powerful relationship anxiety can be to show you different things about yourself. If you really take the time to step back and to observe and get curious about your triggers and your reactions, it's such a valuable thing to see where do I need to work on myself? 
what is important to me? What are my desires? What am I projecting onto my partner? That's not even about him. And now I have so much clarity and I'm actually grateful that that happened because I saw, okay, here are some deeper things that maybe I haven't addressed yet and maybe that I need to work on. And I booked a an appointment with my breathwork facilitator and I'm going to go and see her next month and bring these things into breathwork and work on them and clear them from the root, which I would not have been able to do if this scary event and the relationship anxiety wouldn't have popped back up to the surface. And these back and forth little periods of time are going to happen so much more frequently for you as you're healing your relationship anxiety. It's like two steps forward, one step back. Two steps forward, one step back. It could be even like every couple days or every week. It feels like you're getting better and then going backwards. And the reason for that is because every single time you go backwards, you're not actually going backwards. You're just getting more data, more evidence of what is going on within you that you need to work on. Because if you weren't shown those things through anxiety or through having a hard time or through intrusive thoughts, whatever it is, how would you know what they are to be able to heal them and take those two steps forward? So it's like you're peeling back the layers of an onion over and over and over again as you go deeper into this healing journey. And your things that you're working on are going to change, but perhaps the relationship anxiety aspect might stay the same. So now I want to talk to you about certain things that I did throughout this week that helped me to move through that relationship anxiety way faster than it used to take me. The first thing was when it was really bad at the beginning and I had all of that fearful energy in my body and I was in a survival state, fight or flight, because of what happened, with my grandma, even though I was maybe seeing it as a relationship anxiety thing, it was still that fearful energy in my body that was perpetuating all of those scary thoughts about my relationship. The energy in your body and the fear and the fact that you're in a survival state is the reason that you're having all of these thoughts that feel so overwhelming. And it's like this feedback loop where You have that fearful energy in your body because your body is in fight or flight and then it makes your thoughts get worse and then because your thoughts get worse, you feel more anxious in your body and on and on it goes. So what I did to cut off that cycle was I worked on discharging that energy in my body. I felt so bad that it was like I couldn't just sit there and feel it. I needed to move. So what I did was I went to this little gym that we have on our property and I went for a run on the treadmill, which I'm not a runner. (laughs) I don't like running. I don't enjoy it at all. But in that moment, it was a relief because as I was sprinting on this treadmill, like a hot mess, you can imagine me (laughs) running here, I felt my body letting go of some of that survival energy and starting to feel a little bit better. I also made sure to go on walks to move around, I knew that the worst thing I could do for myself was to sit still. Another thing I did when that anxiety was so high was I laid down on my back and I put my my legs up against the wall and 
first of all, that's a very great position if you're ever feeling super anxious. It helps you to regulate your nervous system. It hits that vagus nerve. And I just breathed. I did slow, deep breathing in through my nose and out through my nose or my mouth. And I just stayed with the sensation in my body and breathed through it for as long as I could. I did that multiple times a day and that really, really helped. So when you're feeling that super activation mode, I want to remind you, going in your head and thinking about the issues, thinking about your relationship, that's only going to add fuel to the fire. You want to get into your body, whether that's through breathing, being with the emotion, or moving around. I also realized that I needed to stop talking about it so much. All I was doing was talking to my partner about it. I even started asking my family about it, like, completely forgot all of the advice that I give you guys of like, don't talk to people if you don't want to have negative feedback. But honestly, my family's really great now. Now now that I'm a relationship anxiety coach, they understand that I have relationship anxiety and what it is. In the past, that would have been more triggering. But I was talking about it and thinking about it 24-7. And so simply changing my focus and trying not to talk about it so much, even though it's so tempting slowly started to make me feel better. I think when we're anxious, we have this thought that like all of a sudden, if we think about it enough, we're going to come to this solution and we're going to be like, oh my gosh, I feel better now. I finally figured it out. But that's just an illusion. That's never going to happen when you're dysregulated. So get out of your head and trust that you will feel better if you stop thinking about it. So the thing that actually really helped in the end was I started having conversations with my partner that weren't about this issue, just like normal. I started working on my business and my job a lot more and I got really into that and I felt really excited about that and I spent time with my family and talked to them about other things. I just really got my mind off of it. And what happened when I did that was the momentum that I had going on that relationship anxiety slowly came to a stop and I gained momentum in other areas, new thought patterns, new focuses. And then once that momentum of the relationship anxiety had stopped and I was no longer in that survival mode in my body, I was able to see things clearly and go back to my set point, which is happiness with my partner and those secure beliefs that foster a healthy, happy relationship. And honestly, the reason I was able to do that so quickly was because I've built such a strong foundation. I have gone through that cycle of getting triggered and then feeling better so many times. And I've done so much deep work on the root cause of my relationship anxiety that it doesn't have a hold of me anymore. So it was fairly easy for me to bounce back. Now, if you're new to working on your relationship anxiety, it might take you a lot more time. You might need to have more touch points with your partner that feel safe. Make new memories with your partner that feel safe. Take a lot of time to open your heart. And that is okay. It's all part of the process. And you will get to the place that I am at eventually 
where you have this strong foundation and you're able to weather these storms of life so much more beautifully, so much more smoothly, I should say. And when you get to this place, you're going to feel so confident in yourself, so on top of the world, like such a leader, like you're able to lead yourself through the old challenges that used to feel so scary and so hard. And it really expands your confidence because you're like, wow, I have come such a long way. I can't believe how much better I feel and how much stronger I am. And it'll honestly improve your life in so many other ways because now that I have this belief in myself and this idea that I can get through anything and I can lead myself through challenges, I feel like I'm invincible. I feel like I can travel on my own and I'll be okay and I can handle friendship issues so much better and I can be so much better through my business and in different areas of my life. Like every single area of your life is going to improve as you work on this relationship anxiety and I just want you to know that. But anyways, I hope this inspired you guys. I hope that you feel a little bit more motivated and a little bit more empowered feel free to reach out to me. DM me on Instagram at healingwithhan underscore underscore. Tell me what you learned from this podcast or if you have any requests for future podcasts, your feedback means so much to me and I will see you next week. I'm going to go downstairs and have dinner because I'm starving. Okay, bye guys. I love you.